Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Film Detectives. Dun, dun, you know, dun. Elliot. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little on the on the bum side right now. It has nothing to do with films. It's football. We, I won't get into it too much, but you know what just <laughs> happened. If if you know, you know. Yes. But besides that. Poor Speaking Green of Bay blockbusters, <laughs> for real. Speaking of blockbusters, though, Elliot, because that was a blockbuster trade. Uh, we had a couple of blockbusters that we we watched, you know, this past week, and they're we all did. right blockbusters. And we, we actually watched one of them together. We had a little, yeah, we had uh, a live IRL. actual in person yeah. uh, watch fest there. Yeah, so. a little little great. live commentary <laughs> going on. Yeah, it was good, man. And those two films, I'm going to get to what they are. <laughs> so those two films were Monsoon Wedding, directed by Mira Nair, came out in 2001, and The Namesake, also directed by Mira Nair, and came out in 2006. And these particular two films are by an Indian director who basically grew up in Delhi, uh, in India and really in both these films shows the family traditions. Uh, she talks about love, uh, family, um, culture, like basically the Indian culture is so vibrant in both films because, mm-hmm. and it comes through in both these films that she creates these very cool, almost Shakespearean stories that, uh, you know, start like, uh, just as cha- like it starts out as chaos, especially in Monsoon Wedding. You know, uh, basically, let's take Monsoon Wedding for well, example. With a name like Monsoon Wedding, I you, mean, you would expect chaos. Yeah, exactly. You're bound to have chaos with a monsoon. So, and it's rightfully so because basically, there it starts off with the craziness of putting on this giant wedding. Uh, this family is putting on a wedding for their daughter, uh, Aditi, and she. Uh, you know, is it turns out she's having an affair with a TV host and <laughs> there's all it's it's really interesting because through the film we get basically there's 68 characters that we focus mm. on throughout the film and yep. we each like in each kind of uh, scene we get a sense of who these people are their relationship to one another it really is like a play just unfolding mm-hmm. in front of us and you know, whirling around like a monsoon and basically, you know, there's like ups and downs and, and all, and we get a sense of the love triangles and the love between all these characters and such and how love plays into each person's life in this film and yeah. all through the chaos of putting on this giant wedding that the whole family on both sides, the groom and the brides are coming our bride is coming to so it's mm-hmm. like um pretty insane and then <laughs> we find out like some dark hidden past a lot of stuff happens in this movie wouldn't you say trevor <laughs> oh yeah i mean thinking about how a typical let's just say a, a typical wedding in america would happen mm-hmm. people stress out about that i mean you got married recently in in december yeah but compared to what they do like, whew. if you want to talk about tradition and upholding family yes. traditions that are so part of the Indian culture, um, just how they 
the wedding goes on for almost like three or four days. It's not just mm-hmm. one day. It's like, you know, the meeting of the bride and groom. They put the rings on at first and then you're like, oh, so they're married. Right. So but really, it, it turns out it's an arranged marriage, which is very common in the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it also questions what is the validity of that arranged marriage? Do these two really love each other? You know, does Hamon and Aditi really love each other? And uh, because why is Aditi cheating on this man who she's been betrothed to? And why are why, why is she seeking solace in another man's comfort basically yeah and, and it, it almost kind of falls in with how the namesake does it i'm not gonna i don't want to get into the namesake too much right now but mm-hmm. both films kind of explore that almost like revolting against your traditions and culture right. i think the namesake really really focuses more on tradition and i think monsoon wedding kind of more explores the overall culture of the indian people especially with yeah. how we see weddings go down i mean we see a funeral in the namesake and that is a also a huge event Mm-hmm. And then in monsoon, I mean, we see the you know the 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 most extreme of the happy side of the spectrum, and then the most extreme on the you know not happy side of the spectrum. Right. But what what I what I find interesting too is that both films, it seems that our main characters kind of sh- get away from the the traditions and their culture. Mm-hmm. They want to escape it, but by the end, they kind of return to it, and it kind of brought brought something up to me. It's like you know. When we're raised, especially in the namesake, and I'll just go ahead and make this point because yeah. I was already on the namesake. But in the namesake, Gogol kind of throws away his tradition and his culture because he kind of wants to just be like an American boy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't. Even when the, he's his sister. Even his sister. Yeah, too. his sister too. Like when he when he introduces himself when he talks, he's like, "Oh, I was born in America." Because he ha- he goes to that one party and the lady's like, "Oh, I went to India and I." My or my friend went to Indy and she came back, you know, super thin, which is really a racist thing to say yeah. and very cultural and sensitive. But he's trying to he's trying to escape that much like Aditi. In Monsoon Wedding, you're having this celebration of the Indian culture and marriage. Mm-hmm. And then in the namesake, it's kind of more of the family being uprooted from their home to, homeland, which is in this sense uh, or in this case, Calcutta. And they move to New York, and Which Ashok, is a very different. Space. That's a, that's halfway across the world, and you know, Ashok and Ashima are. We really get a sense of their marriage blossoming, and mm-hmm. and them becoming closer as husband and wife. Even though their marriage is also an arranged marriage, they represent kind of the old traditions of India, whereas Gogol yep. and his sister represent the new generation. And that's what I was going to say. A blending of like old and new culture, which Mira Nair really does in both films and in a lot of her films because that focus on Indian culture and her own, well, her own culture, and because it, it's it's got this symbiosis that you're trying to stay in the uh, new, but you're also taking things from the past. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, anyone can really relate to that in their own cultures yep. because, and I think that's what the universality of the two films really brings up is that love and marriage you know are are very central parts of family and con- and being together with you know the love of your life and your your kids and well yeah the 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 way you're raised influences a lot of mm-hmm. how you go about your life yes you yeah. can get away from 
you know, the ideals that were instilled in you when you were younger. But, you but in reality, a lot of that will come back to you, whether it's, you know, when you get married, or, you know, when you have kids, the way you raise them up and teach them, those those values and, and core things that you've been taught as a child and, that, mm-hmm. you know, going through your getting into your adult life, a lot of that will still stay with you because that's just rooted in you. And it, and it depends, like you said, it's dependent where you're from, right? Everybody is from different places, especially even here in the States, right? You grew up in the South, you're going to have very different probably viewpoints and values than somebody that grew up on the West Coast or the East Coast yeah, or the North. I mean, uh, even just growing up on the East Coast and coming back, like I was born out on the West Coast, grew up on the East Coast in New York and Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. very differing views on how things are done, you know? back east it's more go 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 and out here it's a little more laid back and Mm -hmm. and such and i've always had that duality of you know those different like viewpoints and stuff especially with my folks since they're from both ends of the country you know so it's you know the i can appreciate the blending of different cultures because of just how you know it it really influences us who who we are and you can see Mm -hmm. that in nyer's films because with especially with monsoon wedding you know you have this beautiful meditation of of love or on love and you know with the five different stories you know some beautiful some creepy and (laughs) you know with you know Didi's creepy uncle who we'll get to that (laughs) but it's you know like all this stuff's it's interesting because it starts out like very oh it's just like you know we're putting on a wedding and then the chaos mm-hmm. of trying to put that on, you know, you have the wedding planner um, and, and then you have the affair on top of that. Then and then you, you have, have the affair uh, on that. And it, the it's cousin like, that's interested in the other one. Yeah, the and, two cousins that end up falling for each other. And then there's, oh gosh, then you also get a, a sense of the parents of the bride, what their love relationship is too. you know, they don't have mm-hmm. sex. They don't, you know, they're. But yet they're still two separate beds. They they literally have two separate beds and yet they still love each other. You can feel that sense of like they they've had 25, 20 plus years of marriage, two separate beds, and yet they still love each other. You can feel that sense of like they they've had 25, 20 plus years of marriage, you know, on their belt and uh, or under their belt. And they're able to naturally just be with their children and they love their children you get that sense because you you know the father is kind of like the patri- uh, uh, patriarchy of that family and and the matriarch watches over her brood as well you know and and we and and what naya really wanted to do with this film was really show contemporary life in in delhi and that but and it ends up it's not just in india it's a universal common language that we all speak and it really transcends cultures that's why this film i think was such a hit and won all the awards and you know really garnered nyer's uh stand or uh position as a great film director with with the dd it's also exploring that as a woman she she's kind of changing the game up because you know they they have it set as an arranged marriage in their culture but the fact that she's having an affair with the newscaster at the same time, it's like, well, and then you, you have her cousin who is also interested in somebody else in the family, which is completely not, not allowed, but it's exploring that, that, that 
power dynamic, I guess you could say, of of a strong woman and establishing herself because Aditi is making her own choices and decisions, even though her parents are still trying to, you know, make those decisions for her. So it's really exploring the the power of a woman, I feel like, too, at the same time. That's what well, I thought Mira yeah. was trying to explore that. And I, I really it's a great example of that particular power struggle because Aditi represents the new generation wanting to break out of the shackles of having these arranged marriages and explore people who they want to love. I mean, we see it in the namesake with Mushima uh, or Moshima uh, and Gogol when they get together. It's kind of similar instance where you have these two families that want their kids to marry. So they end up like, hey, let's make our mothers proud, basically, is what Gogol mm-hmm. says in the movie. And it turns out that she hasn't let go of a past love and she ends up cheating on Gogol. Spoiler alert, guys. But, you know, it's, again, making a commentary on relationships. And Nair's so great at doing this because she's like, she is a great viewer of people you know she really knows how to write Mm -hmm. and direct people and we see that in these two films and i I really believe she has a great sense of what the human condition is too like how we love and how we hurt and how we cry and how we are emotional just from living life and such and we see that especially in the namesake. And, oh yeah, and in the namesake also, you know, Gogol's first girlfriend mm-hmm. is Maxine yeah. and she's white. And she explores that idea of, you know, bringing in somebody that is outside of your culture, different mm-hmm. race overall. And the the scenes when she actually meets Gogol's parents are just gripping. And they're really they made me cringe, but in reality she doesn't understand and they're coming from a different place that she is as well the the way they greet the way you know that she like wants to mm-hmm. hold his hand and that's not looked upon as as something i mean to to, uh, to me and you mm-hmm. it's a normal thing right i mean it, it it's not but it really puts into perspective how she's showing those those views and and how the culture and and the indian culture and what they believe and how serious they take those type of things and how different it is from you know, a, a white girl in New York City, right? A, yeah. a white family where when he goes to meet meet her family, they're like, oh, good to see you. Yeah, How's they're it going? more open. They're he's, more affectionate, very, you know, to in a certain mm-hmm. in their way, basically. So, yeah, it's it really shows the cultural displacement of the Go- of Gogol's family and him also him feeling like an alien, even though he was born here. He still feels like an alien. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting throughout the film, you know, we have this, you know, obviously his name becomes the central part of the film, the namesake, you know, and why his father decided to call him Gogol from, uh, you know, from Nikolai Gogol, you know, so the, the, the writer. Mm -hmm. So, and he slowly throughout the film finds out, why he was called that and it's not until like usually it's not until around midway through the film that we actually figure out like the father sits down and says okay i think you're ready like not till he's till gogol is older and ready for that information i think 
at least what mm-hmm. the father feels he's Ray. But yeah, when that you're talking about when yeah, they meet, and when I'm, they meet in the car like, right before he goes really, off to, in a sense, in a you know a show cast to also grow as well as a father, and I I think he at that point in the film has gotten to a point where he's very proud of his children. He's very he's feels like he's settled mm-hmm. in America. He has his you know job. He has his wife there. You know they have a very nice home and everything. His son, I think it's right after, uh, you know, Maxine is introduced to his folks, you know, or to yeah. go. Yeah, it's, it's literally the, like, hey, I'll take you out. He takes him and, and tells him to go, yeah. What a crazy po- mo- moment to do it. But in a sense, it grounds Gogol into realizing you have a birthright, in a sense, being Indian mm-hmm. or being of a certain culture yep. even. I mean, we each feel that sense of duty to our families. And yep. It that's a it's a beautiful moment because then Ashok really opens up about his his past and him having the train accident and how Gogol and and just the topic of Gogol really got like really opened his eyes to seeing that India's not all there is in the world that there are there is a world outside mm-hmm. of your bubble. Yeah, he he tells him like get get it, pack up at the very go end of the, see the, the world. Film, it, there's a voiceover and it's like pack pack a blanket and yeah. go see the world. And that's always in like the back that. of Gogol's well, mind too, which I've and also mm-hmm. I I've seen this movie so many times I never picked up though except for this time that and you know because. Uh, his father had a train accident the sense or the sound of the train throughout the film always comes up at point and it's almost like drawing Gogol and his father back to that moment in time when his father was injured and you know almost died Mm. at the you know when he was very young Mm -hmm. and before he came to America and the sacrifices he had to make Mm -hmm. to get to America which I thought was really interesting mm. when they're in New That's York. True, yeah. You know, New York is a heavily train heavy city and, you know, especially subways mm. and everything. But yeah. that is like part of the soundtrack. It kind of keeps echoing in Ashok's uh, and also Gogol's uh, psyche in this sense. And you and also the audience's psyche, too, because we're we're hearing it throughout the film. And it's like this kind of constant reminder of hey there's this traumatic event that happened in one of the characters lives Ashok and without that though he would not be where he is and have not sought a better life for his family well also with a train too trains are always going forward right so that's Mm -hmm. a it's a beautiful I guess because a motif allegory for allegory yeah, yeah allegory yeah because mot- I mean it is a motif too because it appears multiple times throughout the mm-hmm. film but one other thing I wanted to mention because you were mentioning about uh, Ashok that he needed to grow up and mature so did so did Gogol as well because we we see yeah. those scenes where Gogol was basically smoking weed drinking just having a good time just he's just really, being a kid yeah. just being a kid being a high school being a teenager. But then he he decides he wants to be an architect, and I think that I think that's a really cool thing because his parents already had something planned for him, which mm-hmm. 
from my experience talking to people, you know, whether it's uh, Chinese, Indian, any like they they typically want them to go into like do, be a doctor or do something just to follow along engineering, with the you know, yeah, engineering, yeah. something that they think is a really good trade mm-hmm. and has been done by you know other family members and people have made money in it and such, you know. It and they just because it's just they want the best for their children. Yeah. But then <laughs> Gogol basically he, he's sees like, the I Taj be Mahal. An architect. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I love this. I want to be an architect. And what I find interesting is I believe if they would have been living in India still, mm-hmm. but the fact that they were already in America, that influenced their decision to be like, Okay, yeah, be an architect. Because I feel like they were a lot more accepting and open. Because they mm-hmm. were also accepting a lot of things themselves and learning. I mean, when they first moved there, before they had Google, they had to basically start from start from nothing mm-hmm. and build up to where they were at then. So I think the influence of of living there in New York for the time they did and just kind of experiencing the culture and you know you know meshing in with everything because it's a, it's a melting pot just like the just like the West Coast is right. New York yeah. is also a melting pot of all different cultures, religions, everything. Yeah. And I think that was a big influence as to why they were okay with Gogol because his dad kind of made that comment, but then his mom was like, oh, you know, it's, it, yeah, if he wants to be an architect, as long as, and then his dad's like, oh yeah, as long as he's happy. And that's, yeah. that's big. That, that's a huge thing because I feel like if they would have never, if they would have stayed back where they were in, in, in Calcutta, mm-hmm. the, he probably wouldn't have had as many opportunities and And he wouldn't have had that that smooth of a transition into you want to do that go ahead go for it well i find it interesting that it takes him to come back to his home like where his family is from to realize what he wants to do Mm. and it's always that traditional indian culture and and the basically the core values that they hold dear um you know family love and 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 tradition they it it takes them to go back to the taj mahal which what a great Mm. symbol of love because literally the person who uh i think it was one of the emperors or something of india that made that for his wife that's what the taj mahal represents is is a sense is basically a gift to his wife here is my love and this is how and, and basically this is my love for you and That's what one of the better, eight of the world, right? Yeah. And yeah. what better example of love than building this amazing feat of architecture? And it's interesting because Gogol wants that love that he sees with his family. He sees with his mom and dad. But a modern, more, like, he thinks he wants a more modern version of that. But he finds that the uh, traditional old school way is what actually he really wants because mm-hmm. he doesn't really know what he wants and and he grows at periodic steps throughout the film you know mm-hmm. so but i well, thought that was a really cool way to like it be a catalyst for him. His, yeah yeah and, and well he you know he didn't know nothing but new york th- until mm-hmm. he went back until he went back to india yeah. because he he that's where he grew up like you said he, he was born in new york city what i found interesting about the namesake and we can apply this also to monsoon wedding monsoon wedding really showed you every portion of a relationship building mm-hmm. with every character they introduced yeah but the namesake to 
you know, sort of from the beginning and, of like planning the wedding to the to the to the end of the wedding, pretty much. They mm-hmm. were very specific. Like you saw every day of those characters' life, but in the namesake, when it came to relationships with uh, Gogol and mm-hmm. Maxine, and also Moshimi, Moshimi, yeah, thank you. They they kind of jumped to big moments in in the life as opposed to just you know taking it kind of slow because you see them and they're they're you know getting together and then all of a sudden oh wait now they're married it's like interesting I, i'm wondering why she decided to to go that route because in monsoon wedding even though it is focused on the wedding for sure mm-hmm. but it's so very specific because you have the wedding the wedding creator and planner who falls in love with the the servant and yeah. you see their whole progression the whole way through. Him courting her and yeah, then Yeah, you see all of it. I guess yeah, just the because of the downs. type of I guess because of the the different types of films, because Monsoon Wedding, like you said, is like a play, right? It's very up close and personal. It's almost like someone just taking a video camera and documenting very the documentary, whole, yeah. Yeah. And then the namesake is more of your typical, like, this is a film. We're looking at it from an outside perspective and we're taking a look at this family. And especially Gogol and how he's trying to find love and who he is. Well, it's also very picturesque, too, in the way they shoot the namesake compared Mm. to Monsoon Wedding. Monsoon Wedding is very shot handheld, um, as you said, like a docudrama in a sense. Mm -hmm. It has that documentary feel. And Mira comes from a documentary background of, of, you know, doing that type of style of filmmaking. So she carries that into monsoon wedding, but then with the namesake, she wanted to do more of a framed scenes from life Mm. of a family, basically. So, you know, as I love the shot when they're at the beach and Gogol and his father go out, you read my mind. And do that. And it's, 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 (laughs) it's one of the most beautiful scenes on film and it's so simplistic but says it speaks volumes because it's the one moment in the film that Gogol latches onto as the most um, important memory of his father mm-hmm. and we each have that with our own fathers or mm-hmm. mothers or you know our parents or our grandparents you know or parts of our family that are raising us wh- whoever we hold on to specific moments. And I think that sense of memory carries throughout this film, especially in the namesake, because uh, the past is always with us. And I think that's what Nyer's always trying to say. I mean, you see it in Monsoon wedding a little bit with Dee Dee, you know, being, you know, uh, I would, I don't, it's not really clear if she's raped or like she kissed her uncle who was mm-hmm. older than her. And really should not have because she was a young child. And then he starts to do it to one of her other cousins and she puts a stop to it. And because it, it's rem- it's reminding her of that traumatic experience in her life. So mm. that's one part of how pa- the past is coming back to haunt you in a sense. But I think in the namesake, the past is always with us to remind us of where we come from. Yep. I, I- you I you literally read my mind. That was li- the next thing on to my to talk about was that. <laughs> we do so that a the lot. Fact that, the <laughs> fact that you brought that up is incredible. And I just wanted to uh, open that up a little bit more with the, with the beach scene. 
Yeah. You know, when he's walking down in his old room and he finds the book and he's looking at those tickets and everything, it really made me think about, and I've heard this before, but the best camera is our eyes, the best foot photography, because mm-hmm. we have the clearest, the clearest ability to see everything. There's no lens in, involved. And every time we blink, it's like we're capturing a moment and yeah. we can look back on those moments throughout our whole life. And the, the fact that when Ashok says, He's trying to you know tell tell his tell his wife to to get the camera right, he's and like, she's yeah, he's like oh he's waving he's like oh camera and he he turns back and he's like well I guess we'll just have to to just look at it, and I was yeah. that's that's so powerful. I remember to, it always. Yeah, that's so powerful to think about because we live in a world now. This is where we get into the real world stuff here, and this is mm-hmm. I, I love how we can connect films to this type of stuff. But yeah, we live in a world now where wherever you go. Whatever you do, uh, any event, whatever it may be, people are standing there, and no, people can't see what I'm doing, but you can. But people are like this. Yeah, they're holding up a camera and, and the, taking the photos. phones up. They're they're capturing it. They want to keep it, but at at the same time, yes, you're capturing it and you have it, yeah. but this, you're disconnected from. Even though you're still in the same room as what's going on or wherever it is, you're disconnecting yourself from the real moment at the time. And I think yeah. it's beautiful the words that. Ashok uses there and that Mira, you know, crafted for them. And it's such a beautiful, they're all alone, walked out on these rocks, looking out at the ocean, nothing there, but endless, endless ocean and endless, mm-hmm. endless uh, beyond that. Wife's on the beach with uh, his sister, you know, her, holding her in a little swaddle. And mm-hmm. it's such a powerful, powerful line. It's almost, it's almost like I, I was equ- equating it to at the end of Belfast when papa is telling buddy about the mm-hmm. the little the catholic girl and everything right yeah. that's such a powerful moment and the two films actually tie together so well because when he's talking about it doesn't matter if she's you know protestant whatever uh muslim wh- whatever whatever religion she is mm-hmm. but it's we're also kind of seeing the same thing in the namesake because yeah. well even the mom was like when the sister marries um ben yeah her mm-hmm. husband she you know, Gogol goes, Don't didn't you have a problem with him not being Bengali? And the mother goes, Uh, eh, not really. Yeah, we live in a new time now, is basically what she says. Yeah. We're we're modern. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But and I find that really interesting that it takes again, it's that at that personal growth that each of these characters has and how their story basically influences their life and how, how they go through life you know as Mm -hmm. and how are they are influenced by those around them as well as the environment that they live in Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's yeah it's 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 beautiful how these two films really tie into even like the films that we were you know talked about last week and such with belfast and even ivan's childhood the fact that um you know life experiences really do influence us and the sense of past and traumatic experiences it's just amazing how these filmmakers portray that on film and how do we see that in in celluloid you know so and then when like you said you know traumatic experiences or whatever the event is influences us when gogol's father passes away Mm-hmm. He he recalls that memory of his dad shaving his head, mm-hmm. and he's st- and that's another that's just another example of that 
we, you know, we hold on to those old thoughts and when things happen, we, we bring those back out because they're memories that we've instilled in ourselves. And then he During goes on to shave his head yeah. and be basically do the exact same thing that his dad to honor his dad yeah. is what he's doing. It's honoring his, his, yeah, it's honoring his family, his culture. And it's Gogol saying, I am this, I am mm-hmm. Indian. I am embracing my culture. And it, it takes the death of his father to, for him to realize that because that's a very traumatic experience for his character that he has lost a parent. I mean, any one of us who has lost a parent knows that feeling, you know, thankfully. Or any loved one. Or any loved one even. So it's, it's traumatic. And you hold, uh, yeah, you start remembering things when that passing happens. And it's, yeah, it's brilliant how we see a flashback of him seeing his father when he was a little kid shaving his head and such. Mm-hmm. And then, but I think it's also cool when he meets his mother at the airport after he's mm-hmm. shaved his head, it's that she feels like he is now come home because his home is now his family really and that beautiful embrace that they do is just like it's a tear guys uh, have a tissue at hand because it is a tear jerking movie and you will be crying by the end of it just so you know i definitely was google goes through Uh, one question i wanted to ask you Uh, i'm Mm -hmm. curious about this because i i kind of don't understand why i mean i know it was because of where the story was at at the time and i know it was to progress gogol's character and himself but why do you think things ended with maxine because there was never any i mean we didn't see a lot like i said you know they jumped from from a lot of moments to a lot of moments but it seemed like they were okay for the most part until his father passed well my thinking is that from multiple viewings of the namesake, I've yeah. kind of picked up that she just wasn't really there for him and didn't really understand who he was. Mm. And she was trying to, but yeah. he didn't allow her to be let in fully because, you know, it's very evident when she goes to Ashok's funeral and she's so and she's the only black. one in, and she's wearing all black and everyone else is wearing white. And that's kind of like a slap in the face in a sense. And that's very disrespectful in, in that culture. So it's I, I think that was kind of that. And before that, I felt that. You know, Gogol didn't really feel that connection and. You know, he he wanted what her family had, but then he realized, oh, I actually have that. Just a different Mm. form of family than what she has, and I don't need to seek it elsewhere. I don't really need her, in a sense. I felt like it was her, or Gogol, casting her off, in a sense, because he wasn't, he, he, he felt too obligated to his family to not go down that route. Mm hmm. It's always interesting to me that with traumatic experiences or something big that happens in somebody's life that typically there's some type of change that's brought about, whether it's good or it's bad, there always seems to be some type of of realization that somebody comes to mm-hmm. in, in that time period. I, I, it's And it's kind of it's twisted, right? Because a lot of the times it has to do with death, but it's it's like we 
we come with come up with something and and, and go that's when Google has the realization that I mean, he is part of his family because when she comes in his room, she's like, I want to go with you to scatter your father's ashes. He's like, no, this is a family thing. Yeah. And it's like, wow. I mean, that's really harsh to her, but uh, I understand. I mean, I understand what he's saying because he holds it so close to him and he finally understands when he's growing up, he was kind of just, you know, doing his own thing. He didn't really want to be associated with the Indian culture or with his parents or yeah. what they believed or what they did. He wanted to be an American kid. He mm-hmm. wanted to be like, I'm born in New York City. And try I'm to assimilate what into Western culture. Yeah. yeah. And then once his dad dies, it's such a traumatic experience for him that it basically changes him. Mm-hmm. And because then he now has other traumatic experiences. <laughs> well, in a sense, he now is the head of the household, in a sense. He has mm-hmm. to watch over his mother and his sister. He has to grow up more mm-hmm. and stop yeah. chasing dream like certain dreams that he had. You know, he has a he feels like he has a duty to his family to help them and and mm-hmm. be there for them because he really. <laughs> He really distanced himself from his mom and his sister quite a bit when he was with Maxine and going through that phase of in his life. And then he it takes unfortunately takes the death of his father to bring him back to his roots and Mm -hmm. to realize. I have a I have family. I'm not an outcast. I'm accepted here. This is where I'm really accepted no matter Mm -hmm. what, which I think that's what you know he he's a he's a child of immigrant parents you know he doesn't feel accepted until he's no he's in his like comfort zone which Mm -hmm. is his family i I find it interesting that with both films and we kind of touched on it earlier and i i mentioned it too when we were watching monsoon wedding that mira starts the films by kind of revolting against her culture and her tradition but by the end she finds that that's where she wants to be ultimately and i it's really it's really just a curious thing because you would think based on the way that the films go that it's her messages you know don't don't let yourself be i i think i think for me what i what i got from it from both films is that what she was trying to say is you know you can be yourself. You can do what you want to do, but you're always going to have your traditions, your culture, the way you were raised ingrained into you. And mm-hmm. you can embrace it. You can't embrace it, but it's always going to be a part of you because that's just, that's just how you were raised. I mean, everybody yeah. is different and everybody has that, that different connection. And family is also a huge part of, of her message that you're always going to have family because you, you, everyone started somewhere, right? Everyone, everyone was born, everyone was raised by whether it was mom, dad, grandparents, people in your family, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. You have a, fig, a figure in your life, a parental figure that you look up that, to. If you look up to, yeah. And they taught you what they knew because they were taught by somebody else. And typically, it all circles and, and encapsulates what they, what your your ancestors started and grew up with and and learned and and taught to their you know the next generation the next generation and eventually we'll teach to our next generation it's 
I love I love exploring I loved the messages of both films and I loved exploring mm-hmm. uh just how special it made you it makes you realize how special where we come from is even if yeah. a lot of people I know want to get away from where they were where they grew up they don't they can't stand it I hear it all the time I want to get out I want to explore and I get that but and you, you have to also miss it then you miss it after you've gone yeah. out and explored that's the great thing about having your home you know your mm-hmm. your family there they're always there waiting for you to come back you know they're always there you know to love and support you hopefully you know and and that is a theme that carries throughout both films and a lot of Nair's work is i i feel like you know obviously family is first and foremost to her and i think because she grew up through the change of India going through accepting Western culture and and becoming more modern with technology and and life values, but also trying to hold on to traditional values as well. There's always been that duality in her work, and I feel she carries that out brilliantly in these two films. Mm-hmm. And I, it's interesting because she also reminds me of a more modern take of Satyajit Ray. So we mm. we talked about Ray's yes. films yes. quite a while back, a long time. And this ago. is like we've come full circle, Trevor. So <laughs> as far as how she's similar to Ray, I would say that with Ray's films, you had more of Ray showing India and presenting it to Western culture as this is our traditional set of values, and and this is how we view our city and our country and 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 our people and and these are scenes from lives of our people you know you see it with uh the apu trilogy you see it with uh the music room you see it with you know all of his films and then nair really felt that you know obviously like there wasn't she even said like there wasn't really many films on showing bengali culture at at the core and what it is up close so that's how monsoon wedding came to be and she kind of carries a lot of the themes that ray started out with and makes a more modern blend of it in a sense Mm -hmm. you know we're still getting Mm -hmm. traditional indian culture on the screen but we're also you know and and that sense of bringing the uh carrying music throughout the film you know, music plays a very big part in Indian film history and and culture because they're taught to sing and taught to play music, and and that's how they communicate sometimes too, is like through song, and mm-hmm. and that's how they also carry out um, passing on their traditional stories that they've passed down from generation to, gen- to generation, and. I love that in the namesake taboo, you know, it starts with her singing at the very beginning, you know, doing mm-hmm. the vocal warm-ups and then it's not until the very end that she actually feels comfortable enough and centered in who she is and she's lived her life that she's able to come back home and continue her her music and her mm-hmm. her um her passion and her her craft which I find really interesting because it's like 
you know, she went on this path and then she comes back to her homeland and is able to then do what she loves, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not that she didn't love being a mother and everything, but she's lived that life and she carries that weight with her through till the end. And that's what Mushima was afraid of. Mm-hmm. She was afraid of just becoming a wife and not being able to explore and pursue. Yes, she was having an affair, but right. a lot of it stemmed from the fact that she was afraid that it was just going to become boring mom. for her. Yeah, yeah. a mom. And, which is what she didn't want. Yeah, and, and that's saying something about her character is that she you know, felt shackled to her traditions, but the traditions are hindering her from exploring her actual mm-hmm. passion and, and creativeness. I mean, we all are creative beings and such. And it's like, I think that's what her character really represents. You know, the mother, you know, uh, uh, Ashima basically becomes a mother because she wants, she definitely wanted that. But then it's not until she's lost the love of her life that she realizes, oh, now I can actually pursue my own passions and, and mm-hmm. what I want to do in life, you know, and kind of have like a second wind in a sense to explore that side of her life you know she's still young enough to do that thankfully and um she goes back and is able to do that and i I love that it's it kind of becomes like the book ends of the film those Mm. two scenes where you see her at the beginning and see her at the end singing with the sitar and everything um that kind of ties the whole, like the entire film together because it's like the music strings throughout the film, like a timeline in a sense and connects it like a, a web of life basically. Yeah. No, that's true. Or a a string of a sitar. Ooh, look at you. Ooh, look at you. (laughs) I, I think, I, I think the, the biggest things that, one could take away from both of these films, which we both highly encourage you to watch both of these films because they are phenomenal, yes, wonderful pieces of art and they deserve to be viewed by all that can view them. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it's appreciate family, yeah, appreciate where you came from and appreciate who you are. I think that's the three, the three biggest things. I, I think that's, that's a good way to sum it up, Trevor. Thank you. See you next time, guys. If you like this episode, make sure to follow us on social media at Film Detectives. For further news and upcoming shows, join us next week as we explore filmmakers from around the world. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.